All right, thanks for joining me for another edition of the Blue Raider Hoops podcast. As always, I am your host, Oliver Baltz. Um, this is only the third episode of the year. I didn't really want to release one, you know, while uh, all the uh, the tragedy was going on. But thankfully, we have turned it around. And uh, I am really fortunate to welcome in uh, Brandon Benson, uh, one of the head student managers for the basketball team. Thanks so much for joining me, Brandon. How you doing? Hey, Oliver. Thanks for having me, man. Happy to be here. So, cut to the chase. Um, a big topic of the season is the team started three and fourteen. Big part of that was the non-conference schedule, and um, lost uh, after non-conference. Lost the first four games of the conference schedule. Um, two of those first games had a twelve and a fourteen point lead, but the team has turned it around. They've won five of the last eight, and uh, it's against good teams too. Uh, you look at UAB was in first place when y'all beat them, and so was UTSA and. You took Old Dominion down to the wire yesterday. We're recording this on Sunday. So basically my question is, how much of this turnaround do you put on just kind of the the drop in competition, playing teams that are closer to your talent level, and how much of it do you put on just the team improving as a whole? Uh, I personally uh, put a lot of what has happened in recent weeks and throughout the whole year. I like to take a lot of responsibility on our team, and I like to believe that our team has been in control of, you know, our results throughout the entire year. I understand that, you know, we obviously had an extremely difficult um, non-conference schedule and, but we've made it a, a, a thing within our team to not allow that to be the narrative that, that uh, steers the ship um, throughout the year. We don't want to have that in the background as an excuse for us. Oh, they, you know, they've faced one of the toughest non-conference schedules in the country amidst, you know, all the turnover we've had and overhauling our program. We want to uh, accept that uh, as a challenge and embrace it and go through the adversity. And we did, you know, there were some tough times for sure. We handled a lot of adversity this year, but um, we've done a great job of emerging from it stronger, uh, tougher. Uh, I believe we're more together now having gone through that as a group. Um, and, you know, those, the, the tough times were really tough, you know, and, you know, combined with the fact that we are as young and as experienced as we are. Um, but again, like I said, we, we have at no point wanted to use that as an excuse. Uh, we would like to be able to sit here and say, in spite of what uh, was laid out in front of us, we handled it, uh, we endured it, and we came uh, out stronger. And that has shown uh, of late, like you said, five out of the last eight games, um, you know, we've, we've been able to pull out, uh, some, some gutty victories and we've been in other games. Um, we've had games that, you know, honestly, if you asked our team and I, I believe they feel we should have won, um, you know, the rice game, we let it half, uh, we let that one slip away. Um, and that was on us entirely. Um, the North Texas game. I mean, we outscored them in the second half, that first, uh, half, you know, you know, we just, we didn't, we didn't come out strong. Um, and, you know, we felt if we had done that for 40 minutes, we we're in that game. And then, um, you know, last night we were tied at 48. The game finished 55-50. I mean, we were right there until the end. So, you know, we, we, we've really, you know, have done a really good job of putting together uh, better, more competitive efforts for a full 40 minutes. And that's a testament to how far we've come and how much we've grown as a team and, and, you know, as coach says, we, we're definitely a tough group. We're definitely tougher than we were. 
Um, and, you know, and you do become tough when you go through that kind of adversity. And if you handle it, you know, correctly, um, you know, oftentimes a uh, good quote I've heard before, I believe it's from Greg Popovich is the measure of who we are is how we handle things that don't go our way. And, you know, we could have laid down and quit, you know, after our, uh, our, you know, tough stretch earlier in the year from November, December, and into January, but we did it. Uh, we could have let that control the rest of the season for us and just say, yeah, not our year, man. But we didn't do that. Uh, that's not the kind of guys we have in our locker room. It's not the kind of coaching staff we have. It's just not the kind of program we are. We want, you know, we, we, we really do strive for excellence and, and, and we, uh, we're going to continue that. And, you know, our growth this year has been really encouraging. Um, and I'm proud of uh, the way we've come together. Yeah, I think there's a lot of encouraging signs out there, uh, you know, and you can make of the non-conference schedule and all the adversity you faced. Uh, you can make of that as you will. But I don't, the one thing that, that comes to mind when I think about the turnaround is I went to a practice last week and it was the first practice I'd been since uh, maybe late November, early December. And the morale and the chemistry was just night and day different um just the team was having so much fun together they they were playing hard and you know obviously you have more fun winning but it's just really awesome to see uh but digressing going back to the game last night uh what was sort of the mood of the locker room um was there any sort of solace considering how good of a team old dominion is maybe the best in conference usa we don't have guys that are sitting in that locker room they're saying, ah, you know, they're the first place team. They're really good. Uh, Caver and, and BJ Stiff are great players. And, you know, we, they're just better than us guys. We got beaten by a tougher team. I didn't hear any sort of comment resembling anything like that in our locker room. What I heard was, man, we should have had that one. We were right there. That game was in our control and we let it slip away. And it's really, to me, uh, it's really encouraging to hear our guys believe that we are supposed to be winning these games and that we are putting ourselves in positions not to compete in games, not to come away with, you know, there are no moral victories, but to come away with a sense of, you know, we did a lot of right stuff today. No, our guys are sitting there with the belief that we are supposed to win. And that's awesome. I love it. You know, uh, what you mentioned earlier in the question about, you know, the morale on our team, you know, when you're going through those, those, those pitfalls uh, early in a year for a, a long stretch of time. And you've got, you know, 18 year olds, guys that are playing division one for the first time, um, guys that are experiencing, you know, losing as their first taste of college basketball, rather than, you know, going to NCAA tournaments uh, and stuff like that. You know, it's tough to get adjusted and it's tough to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But again, that to me is just a testament to the character of the guys in our locker room and how they are competitors who believe that uh, they can achieve great things on and off the court, which they, they most certainly can. And especially when we're together as a unit, you know, it's easy to start pointing fingers when things are not going your way and it's easy to, you know, break apart. But our group is together. Um you know, something our coaching staff preached during the tough times was to not become apathetic um, to losing and to not feel that, you know, things are not going to get better and just to continue, just try to get better every single day to push the, the nudge, the envelope a little bit more. And eventually we're going to get to where we need to be. 
And our guys really took that to heart and they, and then they pushed, they stayed together. Um, like I said, as a group, not as individuals. And that's allowed us to take that next step during, during this year and uh, continue to grow. Um, the morale, you know, like I said, it's easy for spirits to get broken when things are really not going your way for a long stretch of time, but they didn't do that. They stayed together as a group, even when times were tough. You know, we have a really good locker room. We have good chemistry. And that trickles down from the top, um, having good relationships with your coaches, your staff having good relationships with the players and the program in general. Um, you know, we have a great um, chemistry about us. We have a, a real good group, a lot of personalities. Um, and they're fun to be around. And, you know, when you can have that kind of atmosphere, um, it, it allows you, it makes those tough times easier to bear and to get through. And when you're able to emerge from those times still together, it's only going to make you stronger as you go forward. And I think uh, our staff and our players have done an excellent job of that. What sort of traits would you say the uh, the team as a whole or, you know, maybe even some of the players individually have improved on so far to lead to this sort of turnaround in the season? Um, like I was saying earlier, as a group, we've definitely just become tougher. Um, for sure. Um, and, and many aspects, whether it's, you know, when your shot's not falling, how can you find a way to contribute um, elsewhere within the game? Uh, whether it's uh, through leadership, you know, so who's going to huddle the group up uh, on a dead ball and say, here's what we're going to do. We got to get it done. Let's execute this right now. You know, in, in, in arenas, you know, full of thousands of people, uh, it's hard for, you know, to stop playing, ask coach what he wants us to do here. No, somebody's got to step up on that court. One of those five guys has to bring the band together and tell them um, how we're going to do stuff. And, you know, we, we obviously in our program have had a lot of turnover in terms of leadership. And so we, there are roles for the taking out there and guys have really seized that. Um, I feel like, you know, Donovan Sims, he's a silent assassin, but that guy leads by example on the court and what he does by keeping his composure when things aren't going his way, you don't know when he's frustrated. He could be 10 for 12 from the field or one for 12 from the field. And he has the same expression on his face. And uh, I really like that about him. Um, you know, Antonio was certainly the loudest voice in our gym on a consistent basis, you know, trying to hold everybody accountable. One thing I think for Antonio that I give him credit for is he has done a better job of opening up and allowing room for constructive criticism. Um, I feel like he's taken a lot of advice to heart. Um, he realizes that, you know, every team scouting report says this guy's going to go out there and shoot. So he's got to do other stuff. And he's found a way to make an impact in other areas in his game besides uh, just scoring the ball. Um, I feel like, you know, Reggie Scurry, you know, coming off the adversity that he had to handle um, in the last year or so of his life. Right. Has really has really shown on a on a daily basis that he doesn't take the opportunity to be on that court for granted. He really doesn't. He comes with a high intensity every day. He's improved his motor as the season's uh, gone along, and he's definitely become a more vocal leader. Um, he's the guy. He's the voice you you tend to hear when things aren't going our way during a game. Trying to keep the group together, uh, encouraging them, telling them here's what we got to get done going forward. Um, and I think as, a, as an entire group, uh, something we do really well is uh, we, when, when things are going wrong, we don't dwell on what we did poorly. 
I feel like we've got a good mentality, a good next play mentality. We look ahead and, and some guys that I think do that as well as anybody else uh, are our youngest guys. I don't think, uh, I don't think mistakes uh, linger too much in the mind of Jace Johnson. I know junior Farquhar is extremely hard on himself because he expects a lot from himself, which you love to see. But I think he slowly but surely has gotten better at the ability to, when he makes a mistake, he brushes it off and he's ready for the next play. Um, and speaking of guys that are hard on themselves, you know, James Hawthorne, who another guy, another one of our local leaders um, and, and a great culture guy in the locker room, he's a guy, for example, last night, you know, his shot wasn't necessarily falling, but he did an excellent job of, uh, of, of making an impact in the game in ways other than putting the ball in the hole. He was diving on the floor for loose balls. He was securing second chance opportunities by getting offensive rebounds. He blocked shots. He just finds a way through his hustle, his energy, his motor, his intensity to make an impact on the game. And that has a tremendous value. Um, you know, coaches hit on this point before, but scoring is one aspect of basketball. There are hundreds of other things you can do. Set a solid screen, dive on the floor for a loose ball, uh, hit the open man, pass up a good shot for a better shot. And you can make an impact by doing those little things. And we have a lot of guys that take pride and doing little things well. And then beyond our on-court contributors, per se, we've got guys like a, like a Chase Miller, who constantly are in, is, a, is a, another vocal leader in practice and games, always calling out um, what we've scouted uh, for the, from the other team, what they're about to run. A great culture guy, a great leader, um, another guy who leads by example by getting in doing his work every day, regardless of he, whether he's playing or not always getting shots up at eight, nine in the morning. And you just love to see that guys like that really have value to a program in terms of sticking together and handling adversity and guys that have seen excellence and who are trying to uh, show these young guys, you know, how you get there. And, and those guys really matter in our program. And um, we, like I said earlier, uh, we have great uh, character guys on our team, great personalities. Um, there's a lot of, it's a very uh, tight knit family environment in that locker room, and uh, and a lot of teams would fold having uh, been through what these guys have been through this year. And our guys have done the exact opposite; they've stuck together and they've only gotten stronger. Um, the tougher the test they face, so I'm I'm really really proud of um, our players, and I think I speak for everybody in our program in saying that. Let's switch gears to the uh, the coaching staff. Um, I know you already mentioned a big part of the turnaround this season is, you know, the, uh, the, the making sure that the narrative isn't, oh, well, this team, it, you know, they faced a no- tough non-conference schedule and the odds were against them. You know, you the, the narrative has been more about trying to persevere through that. I've uh, spoken on this before, but I think one thing our staff has done really well is keeping these guys together by keeping the environment light, keeping the mood upbeat. Um, never, like I mentioned earlier about our players, and again, this trickles down from the top through leadership, is, is not dwelling on where we are subpar, our weaknesses. Um, Coach always reminds our guys of what they're good at individually and what we're good at as a group. You know, he finds ways, even in our, in our, in our tough defeats, uh, whether it was, you know, a two-point loss or uh, – a large margin of defeat. He's always found ways to take 
positives from each game, things that we did well, uh, whether we cut down on our turnovers, uh, whether we, you know, we moved the ball well with midline crosses, whether we got our hands on balls defensively with deflections. And you see those little things and how they add up to winning. And now that we have, you know, emerged and started to put together more consistent efforts and better efforts for continuously for 40 minutes, we're starting to see how those things that we did well in all those games and how we continue to do them better, how it adds up and does truly uh, amount to winning. And I feel as if, you know, when you're going through all those tough times, if you dwell on everything you're doing wrong and everything that's going wrong, have the mentality of, man, we just, we just don't have it. And they're, and, and not uh, foreseeing any light at the end of the tunnel, you know, that would have been the easy thing to do is to, is to give in and say, well, you know, throw your hands up wave the white flag. We just don't have it, but that is not the kind of staff we have. Our staff is dedicated and committed to our players. They are committed to this program and to, uh, and to turning it around. And, and our, like I mentioned, our staff was not content with waving the white flag this year and saying, we'll get it next year. No, they want to get it right now for, for this group, for our seniors, for our fans, for everyone involved with middle Tennessee basketball. Um, you know, we have some really fiery competitive coaches. I know how badly they want to win and they have won everywhere they've been. Um, you know, and these guys are committed to getting this program right. Um, I know our assistants are, are deeply committed to developing our players and developing a culture around here of, you know, doing things the right way, not skipping steps, not cutting corners, um, being disciplined in what we do, executing, um, you know, uh, we have high intensity, um, practices and skill sessions and, uh, and they demand, you know, you're, 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 you're on time to breakfast, you're on time to, to, to meetings, you, you you show your face in the coach's offices. Let them know that you're there. You know they they want they really uh, value going about things the right way, and that's going to pay off, uh, no doubt about it. Especially in, instilling that in such a young and an experienced group, um, it's going to have a lasting effect um, during their tenure in this, at this program. Um, and of course, you know that all starts uh, the buck stops with with Coach McDevitt. Um, and he is, he does a really, really good job of keeping our guys upbeat. Um, again, he, he's positive, um, but he definitely, you know, he's, you know, definitely demands, uh, that you do stuff the right way. He's definitely demanding in that regard, but he's certainly, you know, he's not negative. He is not uh, a downer. He's definitely, you know, tries to encourage our team and, and, and point out the positives and it all adds up and it's showing, you know, that's, you know, without our staff, you know, keeping uh, the mood light and, you know, our focus on what's ahead instead of, you know, dwelling on what had happened, that's a huge reason for uh, why we've been able to emerge and our guys have become tougher and matured all in one season. And, uh, again, you just you can't give our staff enough credit for giving our guys, you know, game plans, uh, really detailed, thorough game plans to go out there and perform well and, and at the end of the day, it's on our guys to go out there and execute it. And I feel like both uh, parties have done a really good job in that respect. We're still relatively new into the uh, Coach McDevitt era. Um, you know, I think he was, it's been about, it's been a little over 10 months since uh, the school made the hire. But, you know, I still feel like 
especially with a year like this where it, you you start uh, with that non-conference schedule and it, it's it wasn't exactly the ideal way for uh, McDevitt to start his tenure here and it, it's no fault to his own or anybody else. It's just the uh, the schedule that Kermit Davis had crafted and um, obviously just the team as far as returning talent just had nothing to uh they just weren't prepared for it um but that being said uh what are the best traits of coach McDevitt as a head coach well if I may I'd actually like to to counter what uh you had just said and that uh it while it may not have been this current staff's you know uh doing uh what we went through earlier in the year um I feel like the challenge is something that they embraced. They did not shy away from it. They did not use that as an excuse. At no point did they want that to be, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the narrative. And, and, and that whole conversation about the narrative has started with our staff. So that shows that they just they, they, they do not want any room for excuses, and they, and they definitely don't want it to apply to them. They definitely don't want there to be excuses for why the program is not where they want it to be. And I feel like they've done a great job of accepting this challenge and getting our guys to embrace it and buy into the process of we, we're going to emerge from this tougher and stronger and more together through our effort and our attitude and our discipline. Uh, but like I said, coaches, coaches, you know, he's a, he's a great culture guy. He really, you know, puts an emphasis on player relationships and, and people and valuing that aspect of the game. And, and he has, you know, created the ability for him to, to really ride our guys and practice and be on them and, 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 you know, several aspects of their life, many of uh, many aspects at that, because at the end of the day, they know that he cares about them and uh, he has their best interest. Um, sometimes it's difficult for coaches to connect to their players. It certainly helps, you know, having a younger guy, um, you know, closer in age. And, and but again, it all starts with a commitment to, to valuing player relationships and culture and uh, and your locker room, the environment uh, around your team. And I think he, along with the staff, have done a great job of developing a really good ecosystem around here. And uh, and they're just you know they're just getting their feet wet, like you said, in, in Murfreesboro. They haven't even been here a calendar year, and you've seen how far they've been able to bring a group despite, you know, all the things that have been said and discussed about our program, uh, despite all of that, look how far we've been able to come and, and, and truly, you know, it may not feel like it, but it's been a short, short amount of time. And that's a testament to the character uh, and the resolve of our staff, you know, of course, our players. And again, that all starts with coach. Um, you know, he's a great guy. Uh, he's a really smart guy. He he really values uh, the family-like atmosphere. Um, if you come to our game and stay for you know two minutes after the final buzzer sounds, you'll you'll often find Coach uh, locating his family. You know, it's family's first for him, and he's a great family man. And that that uh, that attitude has translated into our locker room of in terms of a family atmosphere, and it's it's been great to be around. And and like I I've said you know throughout this. Um, throughout this recording, he, he, we as a group have done a great job of sticking together through tough times, and you don't do that. You can't do that 
unless you have a great culture and a great environment and uh, a, happy a happy atmosphere within your locker room. And that all starts at the top and trickles down from there. So uh, I tip my cap to our staff and Coach McDevitt. Uh, they've done a phenomenal job in, in bringing this group a long ways in a short amount of time. Last couple questions for you, Brandon. Um, uh, obviously, Thursday night, y'all will face Western Kentucky. Very, very big game. It's at their house in Dental Arena in Bowling Green. And um, they were picked number one in the conference. They've had, they've had a really up-and-down year, uh, but it seems like they're putting it together. They've won seven of the last eight, just beat North Texas yesterday, who's obviously a really good team. I'm pretty sure they won in Frisco, too. So, um you know, but you know this team is uh they've come around th th this Blue Raider team has come around really well too and uh they they took a, a really good team down to the wire Saturday so basically how's the team feeling going into that game Thursday night? Well, I'll tell you this: um, what we've shown, you know, of late is we can compete with anybody, and we know that we truly do. We know it and believe it um, in our minds and in our hearts in that locker room that we can can be in a game with, with just about anybody. And this is and truly, this is not a, 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 a new feeling. Um, it has been one that's had to become something we constantly remind ourselves um, in over a period of time. But now it's something I believe is ingrained in, in everybody in the locker room, you know, even dating back to very, very early in the season when we played uh, Virginia, when, you know, they were ranked as highly as they were, um, coming off being the number one overall seed in, in, in the NCAA tournament. You know, we did not walk into that game with the mentality of, oh, man, this is going to be a long one night. No, we, we, we genuinely went in the belief that we can compete with anybody in the country. And if you ask anybody in our locker room, they tell you the same. So I don't think we have any sort of uh, David versus Goliath mentality going into this next game. Uh, against Western. I, I believe that we feel if we do what we're supposed to do, if we take care of the ball, if we execute, if we guard and put together, um, you know, competitive, tough 40 minutes, you know, we have a chance to beat anybody. Um, we're not so much concerned with the opponent as we are in terms of our own uh, discipline, our own execution, our own communication and all that kind of stuff that that adds up to winning. Um, so if we can come out and, and, and like I said, be tough for 40 minutes, execute for 40 minutes, uh, I think we'll be in good shape. But, uh, you know, it, it, for a lot of our guys, uh, this is their first time uh, taking part in this uh, historic rivalry. Um, I know that in a lot of ways it goes without saying to middle fans, um, but to our guys, you know, they haven't experienced uh, this environment yet. And last year, you know, both games against Western were unbelievable environments at their place and at ours. Um, and, you know, that's what you live for in this game. You live for those kind of crowds. You live the, for those kind of moments. So um, our guys are certainly will be up to the challenge and hopefully we uh, take care of what we need to do and uh, we'll see what happens. Speaking of the rivalry, how much does that play a part with the team? Um, you know, obviously for fans who have followed the program for, you know, many years or decades, even um, they are uh, they feel associated with the rivalry just because of ge geographically and you know just their tenure with the university and uh, being stuck with Western, just being stuck with Western Kentucky even through moving through conferences uh, the last 10, 20 years. But you know, some of the players obviously aren't from here, and you know the coaches are, are brand new to it. How much of a factor do they 
take the rivalry into consideration? Well, I can speak, you know, from my own experience, having, you know, not been from the area, you know, it, it, it was something that I learned quickly um, upon getting to campus for the first time and, and, and becoming a member of the, the program. Um, the rivalry speaks for itself. I think everybody's conscious of it. Everybody's aware of um, the magnitude of this game. So it's kind of something that um, goes somewhat unspoken. Um, but certainly everybody's aware of, you know, you know, uh, the, the outlook on this game and, and how it's valued and uh, the rivalry uh, within. And I think, like I said earlier, it's just an exciting challenge to go into a, a tough environment to face a good team with some elite players. Um, and for us, uh, one of our biggest, if not the, the largest rivalry that we have. And uh, I think our guys are going to be up to the challenge and excited to get the opportunity to go in there and, and, and steal one. Um, but like I said, I don't think our, our team is intimidated by it. I think they uh, are actually uh, excited for it and ready to embrace the challenge. And uh, we've loved playing spoiler for these last couple of weeks. It's a great feeling to go into somebody else's place uh, or, or to face somebody that you're not expected to, uh, to beat and to, to pull it out. And I think we're, you know, we're still chasing uh, that feeling every time we step out there. And uh, we're going to look to continue to make some noise uh, this week. Brandon, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, Really appreciate all your insight and information. Good luck for the rest of the season, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Oliver. I appreciate it. Go Raiders. Go Raiders. (laughs) 